This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, welcome back to another episode of All Bases Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Hello, how are you? I'm okay. I'm so grateful the week is over. How are you? Ditto. It felt like a short week. I mean, it was a short week, but it felt like a bloody sprint of a week. It felt like a long week to me. I'm so jealous, so jealous of you right now that you have moved to the beach. I have Why? I have an absolute yearning to walk by the beach. Uh, it was um, quite wild out there today. But in, uh, in or the weather or the tide. The weather, it's very windy and the tide is really far out. And you know when the tide's really far out on a beach and it feels really eerie because you're like, why is there so much land? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is gross. Is the beach not closed in Mornington? No, so there was a bit of confusion around that because they did have signs saying that the beaches were closed and they also had red tape blocking off all of the beaches. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found out from my friend who's living down in Blagari or Rye, no, Blagari at the moment, that the beaches actually are open and you're allowed to exercise on them. It's just that they, oh, you just can't I, I don't know, we're trying to stop people going there. Yeah, you can't go to the beach. Yeah, so you sunbake on the beach. You can't like sit down on the yes. beach, but you can you can walk on the beach. Yeah, oh. so that's what I've been doing. Literally all I want to do right now is take the dog to the beach, but I don't. You should go. I th- what if I get pulled over and they're like, you're far from home? But you're allowed to go to exercise, so I think that you could justify it and be like, my dog's training to be a surf lifesaver and I need to take her for training. <laughs> she actually is really good at jumping in and dragging you to the side, so I could back it up with everything. Yeah. Um, Perfect. What are we going to talk about this week? This week we have a fair bit of news to get through, lots of new products, which is surprising because there were lots of new products last week too. We've got a product trial, some more PHAs to go through, and then we've got snack of the week and our faves. Cannot wait. Shall we get started with news? Let's. Uh, that's the tea on that. There's so much. Weird because I feel like, was it last week or the week before, there was a huge new launch situation and then now it's been like yeah another mini drop yeah it's like extended launch and it's great because it's all of the summary products that are launching which I'm really excited about yes first things first I only saw this literally moments before we hit record but you had it in the list Sunday Riley clean rinse scalp serum yeah, I added that in there because you had seen it and saved it on our Instagram feed. Oh, so really? I don't have anything to say about it. Oh, well. Scalp items are having a real moment at the moment. I know, PLC from Drunk Elephant as well. It does seem mm. relevant. Like your scalp is obviously still skin. I'm excited by the um, Drunk Elephant one more, I think, in this case. I would like to talk to you about the Drunk Elephant one, seeing as I purchased it. Oh, okay. and. I also saw Hannah E do a review on her thoughts of it as well. I missed it. Okay. Yeah. So I have good good things and bad things. Well, no bad things. Okay. So it's the TLC. Is it Happy Scrub? Happy Scalp Happy Scrub? Scrub? Yeah. Mm. Um, and basically what it is, it's an AHA and BHA scalp scrub. And it's a, it's a manual exfoliant as well as it is a use. chemical okay. exfoliant. Yep. Hmm? I was wondering if it had beads in it as well. Sorry if you can hear my jingling. Very rare moment, but this is how you know I've had a bad day. I'm having a drink. I thought you were having an Easter egg. It sounds like an Easter egg wrapper. <laughs> I've had a lot of those, though. What's your drink of choice? I can tell there's ice in it. 
Yeah, just lots of ice. Um, it's not. This is not my drink of choice. What I would have had is a Bickford's lime cordial with soda water. What I had, mm. like a quarter of a bottle of slightly flat Sprite with Bacardi and ice. Sounds delightful. <laughs> no citrus in there? Um, I put a tiny, tiny bit of cordial into my Sprite because that's how dependent I am on sugar these days. <laughs> anyway, Love it. Back anyway, to back, to sun, back to the, to the, TLC. the scalp scrub. Um, so consistency, love it. Application, love it. Ooh, okay. The pointed tip, the like hard pointed tip that's on the end of the bottle, coupled with the fact that you can squeeze the product out of the tube super easily, means that you can use the pointed nozzle on it to part your hair. Oh, which is so fun. I like uh, that's what I yeah. about the Sunday Riley, which I'm looking at, and I like the fact that you can tell it's got a nice pointed tip. Yeah, I feel like it's so vital for a hair product, which I'd never even considered because how else, like I thought about squeezing it into my fingers at first and then I was like, well, by the time I get to the middle of my head, I won't, like the product won't penetrate through all of the hair that Mm. I have. Like it will just end up in my hair rather than on my scalp. So ingenious packaging. Yep, you'd have to part and then put it on like a brush and like fully Correct. No, no deal. Which would be an absolute drainer. So my sister and I have both tried the Drunk Elephant Scalp Scrub Mm -hmm. and I can report that she has noticed a reduction in dandruff Mm -hmm. since using it one time. I... I'm not yet able to comment on my results. Okay. However, I did mirror Hannah E's review of the fact that the granules washed out perfectly. Oh, so I haven't noticed that I've had gritty hair all week, thank mm-hmm. God. Yeah, that was um, a concern. But I, I think it's too soon to comment, so I will have to report back on that. I desperately want to try a sample pot of this, please, of yours. Thank you. I'll give it to you. You can take it this week. Um, so what's the deal with the Sunday Riley one that's different to the Drunk see, Elephant one? I can't see any information on it. They literally just dropped uh, that it was launching and then it was like, early access starts now. We only have 500 bottles. So they're trying to get people to panic. Oh, oh I can see on the um, information it says glycolic acid, salicylic acid, vitamins and jasmine maybe. I'm trying to read it and it's in a video so it's a little tricky. seems a very similar mm. product. Interesting. Very interesting. Yes. Um, let's move on from scalp products. Oh, I'm just so excited by them because I've never had a shittier scalp in my life. And I feel like everyone is the same at the moment. Mm. Um, the other thing is Kosas have launched a new baked bronzer, a moisturizing baked bronzer. Please explain. I have no idea, but I'm very excited about it. And whilst we're talking about moisturizing bronzers, the Fenty Beauty Cream Cheeks have launched today as well, which are the cream Fenty bronzers, which I'm also excited about. What's the packaging like for those? For the Fenty ones, it looks similar to their baked bronzers in that it's in like a flat pan. Oh, it's not like the matchsticks because I don't like those. I find they drag. Okay, interesting. I've thought mm. surely these Kosas ones are that weird um, texture that like the MAC blushes and Colourpop things have where surely it's got to be bouncy or gel formula. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like almost like Cream it powder disappears. Yeah. It says it's got meadow foam oil and shea butter and it's moisturizing mm-hmm. and I just don't understand. But the packaging mm. is really cool. Really cute. Like a bluey green... I don't know. How do I describe that? Let me look at our saved. 
it see doesn't, how I would But do. I guess because you haven't really seen this shape from Kosas before, you haven't seen any compats like it. So that's why I get excited because it's not like their um, normal black and white packaging in the square form. It's yeah, it looks – it's almost like a Clinique cheek pop, but it's in like a frosted mint green yeah. packaging. Yeah. It's, Weird. It's cool. I'm all about it. And whilst we're also talking about bronzers, NARS have bought out their matte range of bronzers, which have also dropped at Mecca this week. Yes. I'm so excited about them from the eyeshadow potentials personally. Uh, of course. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, but also I remember working at Mecca and everyone was like, I don't want to buy Laguna because it's got glitter in it, even though you can't see it on your face. So I feel like it's a good alternative for those people. Absolutely. And the last lot of matte bronzers that Nas brought out were the sun wash bronzers, but they were one of those powders where they were really quite hard and when you swished your brush, it didn't pick up a lot of product, which was probably mm. for some people, but it was like definitely not a matte version of the normal formula, if that made sense. It was a totally different application method. Yeah, 100%. I wonder, do you know if these are part of NARS's ongoing range or are they just a limited edition? Yeah, because it says the gold standard and the new bold formula. So I feel like this is replacing regular and bringing out the new. As in the matte ones aren't replacing the original, but they're just now launching the bronzers with like, here's our two formulas for bronzer. Like a rebrand of the original. Yeah, and I love the new packaging. I love that it's got this like beautiful golden rim around the inside it's very it's I don't know what the word is but it looks great and I think there's some new shades as well other than Laguna and Casino it appears that way anyway yeah it looks like there's four shades and they've apparently got botanical oils in them which whatever that means but I like the fact that it means that they're not going to be a really dry and crusty powder yeah hydrating bronzers seems to be a trend right now hey yeah, I mean, why not use a cream? But, yeah, sure, I'm about it. <laughs> For sure. Oh, Hourglass Veil, setting spray and eye primer. I can't wait. I'm so excited. So they announced the Veil Soft Focus setting spray, like, early last week and then two days later announced the eye primer. Can not wait. If this disappoints me, I'm, like, quitting <laughs> makeup forever. If this eye primer isn't the eye primer of our dreams, I don't know what we'll do at this point because if it's not Veil. I know, it's nothing. It just it, it It's the one thing that I have actually feel like I've dreamt into life because I've always said, I would like to do everything right. Why don't they have an eye primer? And also like, oh, I want a cruelty-free eye primer. Both of them meet together to make the perfect thing and now it's launching and if it's bad, <laughs> so help me. Yeah. So the Veil range is historically known for being so popular due to its water resistance yep. and can confirm both of these products claim to have that water repellent mm. nature about them, which will be awesome. Um, the eye primer is also infused with vitamins E and C to help with sun damage around the eye area and to hydrate Ooh. as well. Okay. Yeah, look at me doing my research Absolutely. as well. I'm Yeah, I'm really excited. I believe um, – I saw someone say when they were launching at Mecca, I think it's the end of this month, hopefully. It must be soon because their eye primer is dropping on the 17th. So, well, it's a couple of days ago by the time this episode goes out, but tomorrow American time from when we're recording. Okay, yeah, I think it's the end. Mm. Fingers crossed. And the setting spray is meant to be enhances foundation wear with water resistant properties it's got a natural radiant finish it's meant to hydrate the skin and also have a blurring effect which is very interesting Ooh, okay 
The one thing I do find interesting about the setting spray, and it's too hard to tell at this point, is whether it's an aerosol. Surely not. It says press pump to release a generous mist. And it looks like it's in an aerosol can, but it might just be like a soft, like a powdered bottle. It's really hard to tell online. but Yeah, I imagine that it's a normal kind of pump and I imagine that it's like really um, like a graded mist because that seems like something Hourglass would do. Although often sometimes their packaging is like not right for the formula. Remember their old foundation mm-hmm. and it was a I bottle do. that would squirt or it would get clogged. It was but the they've, worst. They've fixed that over time. So hopefully they've learned from their mistakes and they have a perfect graded that would be the best. It's it's very unlike Hourglass to come out with so many products and so close together as well. So you would think that they've nailed this, surely. Absolutely. Again on bronziness summary theme. Ah, is this Spray Oz? Oz? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm shockingly excited about this. So Mecca's launched Spray Oz spray tan as a online exclusive, I believe. Mm-hmm. And Spray Oz fake tan is, I want to say, it's is it Jacinta Franklin who, or is it Nadia Bartel? One of the wags of the world was a real proponent for this Beck spray Judd tan. Was, was it even Beck Judd? Beck Judd. affiliated with them. Yeah, I can't exactly. Maybe it is Beck Judd. And anyway, it's meant to be a fabulous formula. I tried a spray Oz tan when I was looking at getting my wedding spray tan mm-hmm. and I hated it. I honestly couldn't have hated it more, but it was the regular formula and it wasn't, it was obviously the salon one, not the at-home tan. So I'm very excited to try the deep color in the at-home tan. Yep. Our friend Liv loved it since- and messaged today being like, I'm so excited about this. And I was like, oh, wow. I Did she? Know. Yeah. She was like, I didn't. I didn't know you um, liked the formula. She's like, yeah, Alex hates it, but I'm really thrilled. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I haven't tried the dark one, so I don't know that I do hate it, but I'm willing to spend money on it. You know how last week I was like, not ready to try Elle Effect, not ready to try the dark Isle of Paradise. I'm ready to try the dark version of this. I'm not backtracking. I'm just, you know, (laughs) looking to expand my horizons. (laughs) I want to talk about MAC Cosmetics because I watched Shan XO do her full face of MAC today, this morning, on the YouTubes, and I want to buy every MAC product under the sun now. Why? <laughs> she, was, she was using this range, and I don't know what it's called, but it was like a white and silver stripy packaging. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she used the foundation and the concealer from that collection, and I loved the look of it, and I thought, I think I want to try that. <laughs> and this is going okay. absolutely nowhere. But she's reignited my passion for Mac. Okay. I never really I think it's the nostalgia. Yeah. I was never a Mac girl, so I never get overly excited by Mac. But it's always, you know, it's very safe. You can't really go wrong. Let's move on. This is boring. Things that we bought. Things that you bought. (laughs) Now, I know that, speaking of being influenced, um, I know that you bought the TLC because we just talked about it. What else did you buy? Yes. I bought a new Kevin Aquan, which finally arrived. Thank Christ. Mm-hmm. I've been using my Lilash eyelash growth serum mm-hmm. whilst I've been in isolation because I saw this thing about someone being like, now's the best time to use your eyelash serum because you're going to come out of isolation looking like a Glamazon. And I was like, that's a great idea. Um, so I was using that with a shit mascara and was feeling really depressed. But then I tried my new Kevin Aquan mascara and my lashes look fabulous at the moment. So I'm oh, very happy. Mm. mascara on I feel gross and I'm at the stage where my lash lift is dead 
And so my lashes are just at this weird, like a little bit frazzled, but not actually lifted stage. And they just look like a piece of shit. That's the worst. And I think I need to actually start curling them just to train them back in the right direction because they've got this big split. It's like the great divide on my lips. <laughs> That's the worst. I need it so bad. Because you can't fix it with mascara because mascara is not strong enough to like bring well, them back together. Exactly. exactly. Mm. Um, I bought the Melt Rust eyeshadow palette off Beauty Bay. You wrote the stack. Did you buy the palette or the stack? Oh, I didn't buy the stack. That must have just come out of me automatically. I bought the palette. <laughs> I was thinking about the stack. And I've been thinking about the stack for a long time, but because I normally only really wear mattes. But in the palette, they have more mattes than in the stack and the options of shimmers. So I was like, mm. okay. And I watched, who did I watch? Jamie Genevieve or yeah. Shan XO use it today. And they were talking about how great it is. And I was like, ugh. Yeah, I watched another makeup artist that I never remember what her name is, but I watched her use it. And it was just like, then and there it happened. It cost me $106. Wow. So it was like uh, 85 US or something and then convert it to Australian. It was like 98 or something and then I paid $6 for shipping or something. Uh, It better be really good because that's like Natasha Denona prices. I really hope that you love it. (laughs) I really hope. I'm surprised that you didn't buy more from Beauty Babe to like, you know, sub out the fact that you spent money on shipping. That is the normal me. Like, oh, I better you know, buy four hundred mm. stuff so that the shipping's free. But it was only it wasn't super expensive shipping and I also just don't have the money to do that right now. I didn't have the money to buy the one hundred dollar palette, but hey <laughs> I did it. I'm I I think I want to do a Sephora order after seeing the new Fenty stuff come out and I I think all that I want to buy is cream bronzers, which is right. fine, right? Like mm-hmm. that's okay. And also I feel like my product faves of the week are getting really lackluster because I'm not trying anything new. hundred percent. I feel you. I'm racking my brain. Mm. That being said though, I've ordered so much shit over the last two weeks and clearly some shipping companies have their shit together and are getting stuff to me very quickly. Like my Nespresso order that I ordered on Sunday and it arrived on Wednesday, but other stuff is taking forever. And I have so much skincare and things that I've ordered that hasn't arrived and it's killing me. Just to clarify, you ordered on Easter Sunday and it came on Wednesday after two public holidays? Yes, girl. Jeez. Wow. I know. Nespresso have their shit together. If you need pods, they will get them to you. Stat. Really good. (laughs) I feel like it's not even shame on you other companies. It's like you're just really good Nespresso. That's insane. It was fabulous. Oh, speaking of, wait, we can't talk about this, can we? I was going to talk about the cheese and private men bringing you things. Oh, just allude to it. Just allude to the <laughs> fact that we might have a man bringing us a big wheel of cheese, but we will discuss it at a later date. Okay. I'm so excited. Okay, everyone. <laughs> I don't even need to ask if I'm orange. <laughs> when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? 
Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Let's talk about the product trial of the week. Oh, yeah. This week we tried the Ola Henriksen. Ola Henriksen? Ola. Who knows? Fat Glow Facial. They call her Ola. As in, like, by they, I mean Desi Perkins, and I trust her. <laughs> Ooh, like hula hoop. Yeah. So it's a PHA face mask, basically. What did you think? Here's my initial thoughts. So mm-hmm. I like my acid step to be an acid step. And by that, I mean I've got so many serum concerns that I don't want my serum necessarily to be exfoliating. And I have so many hydration concerns or congestion concerns that if I mask, I want it to like, you know, get rid of blackouts or blackheads or draw gunk out or hydrate me. I don't do a mask to be like, oh, I want radiance. Like, it's just not what I really think about. So my first thing was like, oh, yeah, like sounds really good. Ingredients sound good, but wouldn't be my go-to thing. And? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Did you? I felt I'm I'm surprised that you thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't expect you to. Yeah, well, because I'm a huge acid head, and oh, <laughs> I want to sound grab that. Um, <laughs> I've just used a lot of acids, and I didn't think I'd be blown away, and I wasn't like blown away, but it was really lovely. It didn't burn or tingle really at all. No, at first, and I find this with a lot of acid masks. So I've used like the baby facial, and there's that Ren Glycolactic. It's that weird texture where it's like kind of jellyish, and it's kind of hard to spread on your face. It's like sticky, yeah. Yeah, but once I found, once you actually did circular motions with your fingers, it changed the color of the mask, and it actually made it a bit more like viscous and spready, as opposed to yeah. dragging on your skin. So mm-hmm. once I got over the like gross feeling of it being a bit tacky and sticky and hard to spread. I could put up with it. Yeah. Um, and when I woke up in the middle of the night that night, like early morning, I touched my face and I went, oh, that's really soft. And that was delightful. And then the next morning I recorded a um, tutorial for my massive pimple, Pete, and you said, your forehead looks like glass. What have you done? And I was like, mm, are you- it was this. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm really surprised. So even though my skin was in a really shit condition, it, like it's really textured. I've got lots of little tiny pimples that haven't come to a head and I've also got big scabby pimples and scarring from other pimples. Definitely didn't really help in terms of texture or like breakouts, but it's not a salicylic acid, so I don't expect it to. What it did help mm. was just soft, even, and it made my skin really reflect light because it ate up the dead skin. So props for that. I 100% agree with your statement. I find that the reason that I love using a mask that has exfoliating properties in it is that I feel like it it exfoliates away in a more, I want to say in a more gentle way. Like it kind of just eats away at your dead skin and I feel like I always look very plump and radiant after it. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a perfect mask for using if you wanted to in the morning, if you were going out that night, it wouldn't. Absolutely. It wouldn't. Pre-pump. Yeah, it wouldn't fuck up your skin enough that like you couldn't put makeup on afterwards. Like, you know, when sometimes you use like a, a super mud like a really strong clay mask and your skin texture is just like not right for a couple of days until it rebalances or like gets all the gunk out yeah like you're this a bit is squeaky you're a bit tight mm, this is not like that at all in terms of the ingredients for everyone who's wondering it's a kaolin clay 
based mask. So it's like water, glycerin, kaolin. And then it's got the gluconolactone and gluconic acid as the PHAs that are in there right up the top. Um, and in terms of other main ingredients, it's got chia seed oil, um, hyaluronic acid, and niacinamide. And it's also got biotin in it. And biotin's meant to be good for hair, skin, and nails, whatever. Yeah. So I really like it. Weird that it's got kaolin clay in it because, I, yes, I do get that it was slightly clay, but it definitely doesn't feel like a clay mask at all. Hasn't got much of a dry down. It certainly doesn't have a dry down, no, but I feel like that's why it has that texture that when you warm it, it gets like easier to move. Yep. For sure, for sure. And the one last thing I have to say about it is that Mm. normally when I use a peel pad or any kind of exfoliant, I feel great the next day, but the results never really normally last me more than one day. Like by the time you've washed and done your skincare, it's not like the next day you're like, oh, I still felt today that the radiance had stayed. So I got a full 48 hours. That is great. And also I love the smell. Smells like candy to me. Oh, no, you're right. It does smell good. You know what else is great about the fact that it's a it's a PHA mask rather than like an AHA or BHA mask is the fact that it doesn't leave your skin red after you use it. Like, mm, it's just great. Yeah, nice and gentle. A good, strong exfoliant for a slightly more sensitized skin, I would say. 100%. Maybe that's why I love it so much. Yeah, it's a very new thing. Anyway, that's the Fat Glow Facial. I really love it. I really recommend it. I will probably continue to repurchase this one because I think it's a good staple to have in your collection of masks. Just hook it to my veins! What's your snack of the week this week? I was certain that I was going to have a non-Easter snack of the week. But then it became Easter? (laughs) But now it's just like it really flipped at the end of the week. So my favourite of the week, or sorry, my snack of the week, is the Cadbury Easter eggs, the mint ones. Why this is a snack of the week is because I actively avoided them. My friend Ali was like, these are really good. And I think she even said, Lisa, you'll like them. And I was like, because eh, sometimes I am a mint chocolate gal, but I kind of like it when it's like a crispy mint, not necessarily gooey mint. Sometimes that makes me feel a bit like, I don't want that. I hate mint chocolate, but anyway, carry on. So in my big Easter egg thing from my mum that she left for us, there was the mint Easter eggs and I was avoiding them. Like there was an abundance and I was avoiding them. And then one day Brenta goes, the packaging of those looks like the caramel ones and the caramel ones are my favourite, but I'm really scared. Mm. So I need you to try it because if it's mint, I'm not going to like it and you need to confirm. And I was like, sure, I'll do it. They're slightly bigger than the standard like just dairy milk egg. They're nice and big when they've got the filling. It is a Freddo, a mint Freddo in an egg. It's the best. I love a mint Freddo. It's so good. So it's got a liquid mint centre. liquid mint centre, but it's sort of got the divide of the chocolate down the middle. Mm, Like the Turkish Delight. (laughs) Yes. So it's not too – it's not like you bite into it and it's just like oozy peppermint. There's still a good chocolate to peppermint ratio. It's just, it's the peppermint Freddo and I love that. It was so good and now I've eaten them all. And it went from being the worst in the bowl to the best in the bowl. I'm really happy for you that yeah. you love the mint egg because no one else is going to buy them. So it's great that you'll be able to <laughs> to buy them out. I think what's also really good about this situation that I've had is that it's totally changed the dichotomy of the bowl. Like before I was picking out the Kinder Surprise eggs and the larger hunting eggs, which also would normally be a low down on my list. I like mm. smaller filled eggs, but I had some of the larger hunting eggs, which were really satisfying me. And so they were top tier. 
that and kinder. And then the peppermint was low, low tier. And now the peppermint went to the top tier. And now I'm resenting the kinder eggs, which were previously a favorite, which means by the end of the bowl, what's left might be a favorite, you know? I'm not going to lie that the kinder eggs have definitely dropped down in my favorite list this week. I liked them at the time, but now reflecting on them and having an abundance of other eggs to eat at the same time that I have the Kinder eggs available, they're just too nutty for me. Have you have you got the ones with the hazelnuts in them? No, no. I bought. I made sure that I bought the normal ones, not the hazelnut ones. They're just like you know that pain that you get in your face when you smell the bum bum cream. Mm-hmm. That's the pain that I get from the, wow. the Kinder eggs. Interesting. Very it's not good. Not good. And another interesting point in the hierarchy of the bowl is that there's caramels there that are sitting there. I think I went so hard on the caramel that now they're a middle tier. I want to I wanna point something out with the caramel, which is that I, I think, oh, and I just don't know how I'm going to say this. I have, I have comments about it and I don't know whether they're factual or not, but when we bought that bag of caramel eggs, they were great, right? Mm-hmm. And I bought the Easter hunting bag of Cadbury, which was like a it was like a collection of like Turkish delight, normal dairy milk. It had some caramel and some sorry caramel and caramel mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. The caramel eggs in the hunting bag are smaller than the caramel eggs in the caramel bag. What? How can yep. they be smaller? They're already the smaller variety of egg. I'm just sure that they are, but they might not be. But I'm sure that they are. Mm-hmm. But anyway. I don't know whether it was the hunting bag that I got or in general, but the, the caramel was worse than I've ever had it before. It was almost like a drier texture egg, mm. like more like a dairy milk in that it didn't have that creamy beautifulness that, that the caramel yeah. bag had. Well, caramel is an absolute luxury. I would be shocked that they are just throwing it willy-nilly into the hunting bag. That's where they put the Turkish Delight and the mint eggs because no one wants them. Yeah. I, f- I feel like I need to save one of these caramel eggs for you so that you can eat it and tell me that it's not the same consistency yeah, as the other ones. I need to save you a, a real caramel egg so that we can compare. We need to. It's a great caramel showdown because I'm sure there's something wrong with these or maybe I've just refined my egg taste over the course of Easter. I'm not maybe. sure. I'm finding when you've got a bowl of Easter eggs that I'm gravitating towards the less rich variety or I try and stick with like a flavour a day. So <laughs> I've definitely... Yeah, I've been reaching more towards the hollow mid-sized egg. Yeah, the hunting um, As opposed, yeah, the hunting eggs because you can eat more of them and be okay with it. Mm. And you still get the fun of being able to like bite off the top and being like, ooh, what a big egg. But then once you bite the top off, you can kind of stick the whole egg in your mouth. Yeah, I've been I've been crushing it in my palm and then fitting the whole thing in my mouth. Mm. <laughs> you just need a you know, textural variety oh actually and i would say i know i said last last thing but when else are we going to be able to talk this though it's the last time this year we'll be able to talk about eggs ironically the lint bunny has gone from creme de la creme to like i've got 50 in my house and i can't look at them in the eye (laughs) you had you had a lot of lint this easter so much that now i'm like i don't want it but a secret shout out although the lint bunny is really overwhelming to me right now the carrots. The carrots. <laughs> oh my God, you know. The carrots that you get in the Lint Bunny packs or the, I think you can buy them in the little like paper bags of like gifting lint. Why are they so good? I've never had a lint carrot. I'm not oh, going to lie. They're attached to like a plastic stick 
they're probably very bad for the environment. But the fact that you can eat it off the stick and kind of strip the carrot mm. from the plastic, it feels very satisfying to eat it. And it's so smooth and spherical around the edges. It's just an absolute delight. It's like a lollipop meets chocolate. It does sound fun when you put it that way. Yeah. I'll, I'll save you one with the original formula caramel. Oh, I'm going to vomit. My snack of the week, <laughs> just to completely contrast this whole situation, it would have been eggs, but I knew that we were going to talk about <laughs> eggs. So um, what I've been eating to directly compare and contrast my ex- exorbitant egg consumption is soy and yeah, it's soy and ginger tuna. <laughs> and I don't know that we've touched on soy and ginger tuna yet on this podcast, but I want to talk about the fact that the Sirena mm. soy and ginger tuna has real ginger chunks in it and they're not like it's not overpowering, but it is by far the best tuna to eat directly from the can as a as a whole snack in one canned delight. Okay. I have feelings. I know it's a it's a long way to go from from chocolate Easter eggs to tuna, and I'm sorry for anyone who's like dry reaching at the thought of the two of them together at the moment. <laughs> no, okay, so I totally feel you because now I have such an abundance of chocolate, and it's so socially acceptable to eat chocolate at all times of the day. I'm mm. forward most to dinner because I'm really excited for a really savory like umami. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I feel you, and I have been having the tuna cravings just because you're like, mm, I want something savoury. Today I poured mm-hmm. half a bottle of fish sauce on my rice because I was like, <laughs> savoury. So I totally feel you on that. My only somewhat repulsion is the fact that you eat it straight out of the can because to me that's just like not enough texture. Have you ever tried the soy and ginger tuna though? No, I think I have, but it's just like I don't want you to I don't want anyone to eat tuna out of the can. It's so primal. Like put some carb with it. Put anything with it. Like I just don't want just tuna out of the can. I feel like that's gross and I'm a tuna embracer. I'm a tuna embracer too, and I historically have hated eating tuna out of the can. Give me any other tuna and I refuse to eat it out of a can. I would never. But the soy and ginger tuna is so palatable, fresh out of the can, that I just I encourage everybody to try it. I will even add in a dash more soy sauce, which I know many people are against because they say that it is plenty soy enough, but it is not. It needs more, and that's why it's my snack of the week. And yeah, maybe because it has a condiment and a little bit of chunk from the ginger, it suffices mm. for meal. I might give that to you. I won't knock it till I've tried it. Don't knock it till you tried it. And, I mean, the joy of the Sirena tuna is that you can decide on the texture of the meal that you're about to eat. You can eat it in whole chunks or you can smush it down with your fork to have a more pasty-type meal. <laughs> you lost me at paste. Anyway, if you enjoyed this discussion, please stay tuned for our mini-ep. I am putting ahead of all other priorities of the mini-eps. Monday, no, wait, when do we put it up? Wednesday. 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 It's going to be condiment ep and it's probably going to go for an hour and a half because I don't have more thoughts on anything in this world other than condiments. So I think we've talked more about snacks in this ep than we have talked about beauty. So uh, I'm very excited for the condiment ep and a spoiler alert, Lisa and I have different condiment tastes. Oh, so you're either going to be Camp Lisa or Camp Alex for your condiment ep. So get ready. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I'm truly Should we structure it like a debate? Like why our condiment choices are better 
than the no, others. Because I do really, I don't want to shame any other condiments. Let's we, let's move on to the condiments. <laughs> now and I just need to be stopped. I know I want to keep going too. Dang, these products are so good. What was your beauty fave of the week? My beauty fave, I actually had to think really hard about this and it's not Same. even that it's a fave, it's just like, kind of is a fa- it's just been useful to me this week and it's not mm-hmm. ordinarily useful so it's not one that I'm going to look back and be like oh thank god that was a great discovery it's just like when you need this you need this mm-hmm. I used it in my IGTV this week and it's the Laura Mercier secret camouflage oh it looks so good I've never seen you use it before I've never heard you talk about it but god it covered your pimple well absolutely it's the most Lisa Eldridge product you'll ever see um mm. I feel like she made it famous there's just nothing like it it's a very dry very high coverage concealer but it really has a purpose for covering a whopper blemish yeah bad pigmentation or like scarring or bruising and stuff or when you want to do a real no makeup makeup you go in with that and you can pinpoint to the millimeter like you could cover every tiny little capillary so that the skin reads really skin like but is perfect at the same time. It's more I was, a makeup artist product than a normal human product. But if you're hmm. if you're savvy with makeup, or you often have you know an odd whopper blemish, or have some serious pigmentation that you really don't like, it's really worth having in your kit. And because it's so dry, there's not that much moisture in it. It lasts quite a long time, so it's not one of those things that you're like, oh, it's going to go off. Watching you apply it was very fabulous. So I do encourage that if you haven't been on our Instagram and seen Lisa's application of how to cover a giant pimple then please go and watch it because the I don't know why but the the um corrector was a surprise to me when you pulled that out I wasn't anticipating that you were going to use one and then it was great it's great there's two shades in there as well so it's very multi-purpose what's your fave um I have a beauty fave and a non-beauty fave and my beauty fave is the Dr. Dennis Spectralite mask and I don't know if it's been a beauty fave of mine yet and I'm annoyed at myself because it's going to be shit to photograph. Mm. But I really love it. And I've been wearing it every night before bed. And I like it as a nice way to wind down. Like I like to try and stop myself from doing other things when I have it on my face. Because it's very tempting to just like scroll on your phone. But there's also something so soothing about lying back in bed with a UV light on and just shutting your eyes. Mm. Yep. And so therefore I really like it. And I do feel like every time I use it, it does help my skin. Like I feel like what it does for me is brings back oil to my skin. Mm -hmm. Like I find that after I use it at night and I haven't used it in a long time, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, ah, my oil's back. And then I'm like, oh, it's because I use the Spectralite. And for me, that's a big deal. And my non-beauty fave of this week is my Apple Watch because I have a love-hate relationship with my Apple Watch. I never knew you had an Apple Watch. I know I rarely wear it, but I bought it up to Mornington with me because I thought now's a better time than ever to use it to motivate myself to actually not do a little bit of exercise, but start challenging myself to hit like a move goal every day. Because I mean, I reached three o'clock today and I'd walked 500 steps. And if I wasn't wearing my Apple watch, I would have been like, oh, well, like what a fun time for me. I haven't done anything today. But I was like, no, no, my goal for this week has been trying to get to 10,000 steps every day, which is harder than it seems. Like for me, that's two two 40-minute walks yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And it's just been motivating me to do that. So I'm really grateful for that. 
I did think it was interesting before when you mentioned your step count because I've never heard you do that. And it's also interesting because I'm the freak that, you know, paces around her house to get her step count. <laughs> and I actually haven't worn my Fitbit in weeks. Yeah, I've noticed in your makeup application videos that you haven't been wearing it. Wow, you're really observant. And I think it might be why. It's just such a part of you, though. Like, that's why I noticed that you weren't wearing it. I think I might feel shit for it. I think I need to make sure that I wear it every day and that I do get my 10,000 steps because I normally work a pretty active job and always do some element of exercise anyway. Yeah. And at the moment, I've just, like, literally been a couch potato and yeah, been running as much. And I've been walking instead because my dog's been injured, so I haven't been taking it for runs. And I feel like maybe that's why my mood isn't as great as normal because I'm one of those people that normally has quite a steady mood all the time. People think that I'm grumpy, but it's like I'm a little bitchy, but I normally have a pretty even mood. Whereas at the moment, I'm just like a bit bored and sad. That's exactly how I was feeling. And that's why I was like, I need to motivate myself to get out and get about because I I was doing the exact same thing. I was like, oh, I don't have to do anything, so I'll sleep in. But now I'm like, no, no, get up 45 minutes earlier because that's the time you would usually get up for work and go for a walk. Like, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just it's changing my perspective a little bit, I think, by doing it. And I have become that person who was doing steps around the coffee table whilst watching MasterChef the other night because I wanted to get my step count up. (laughs) I think MasterChef is going to become my background viewing like while working TV show. Um, I'm loving this season. Can we talk about it quickly? Well, I don't know anything about it, so no. Can we talk about it next week? <laughs> oh, you haven't? Wait, you haven't watched any no, of I, it? I think it's going to become my background TV show. I haven't watched a single episode yet. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to become your background episode. Because I'd start. I don't know, because. Yeah. Yeah, I don't no, know. <laughs> no, that's next, next week's agenda is like put that on in the background. So we can discuss next week. Oh, but Fine. mildly, mildly discussed that I think the only um, challenge that I'd ever be good at in MasterChef is the one where they have to taste and identify the condiments. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, horseradish. What would I be good at on MasterChef? Probably nothing. I'm not a very good chef, but oh, what could I be good at? I think about no, I don't know. Survivor all the time. I always say to Brenton, what Survivor challenge would I be good at? And he's like, I don't know. Like, why do you ask me every week? I'm like, because I want to know where I'd I I think the only way, the only way I could win Survivor is on a social game because I would suck at all of the challenges. And I'm self-aware enough to know that I would suck at all of the challenges. <laughs> so I'm chronically impaired at puzzles. Um, I th- Oh, yeah, you would suck at that. And yeah. you also couldn't build a freaking hut. No, I also think my social game would be poor due to my, like, introverted extrovertness. I'd either say too much or not. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and I am not very headstrong. So any of the ones where you just have to, like, stand up there on a pole for ages, I'd be like, oh, <gasps> How hard are they? I honestly think that those challenges show the real challenge beasts, like in Australian Survivor, the Brooke. Brooks of the, the world Brooke. who, yes, yeah. absolutely. She's so headstrong. Or Parvati's normally pretty good. It's the yogas, the yoga women. They're always very yeah. good. They just breathe through it. Yeah, maybe we need to start practicing like mindfulness or something. Yeah. My, then my only other thought is, which I know I'd be terrible at, but sometimes I try and tell myself I'd be good at it, is the eating weird shit challenge, which I'd be bad oh. at because I've got a gag reflex, like a like an actual fucked up gag reflex. But then my only <laughs> thing is like because I have such bad digestive issues and I vomit all the time, would I be fine because I'd just like spew and get on with it and would that therefore help me win? 
I'm the complete opposite of that, whereby I would swallow something that I didn't want to eat. I would refuse to vomit because I don't like vomiting. So I would be like, you know, when your dog has an upset stomach and it like lies in the corner for like three days and you're like, what's wrong with you? I would be that dog because I would just feel sorry for myself and feel like I'd make myself become queasy at the thought of what I'd eaten. <laughs> yeah, like you'd be like, there's a yeah. lamb testicle in me. There's a lamb testicle in me. Whereas I'd be like, I ate a lamb. Testicle. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Yeah, that's the difference between you and me. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, I think it is time that we go. On the lamb testicle note, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have a mini app coming. It's probably going to be condiments the week after. It might be survivor related. Please let us know if there's any other mini, doesn't have to be beauty related contents for our Wednesday that you want or similar quotes because we're getting dry on those. Yeah, give us some more liqueurs and give us some more things that you'd like us to break down in our beauty breakdowns because we've got like ingredients and topics to some degree. But if there's something in particular that you want to know about, please just tell us and we'll do it because we're yeah. like that. We're givers, you know. If you're new here, <laughs> follow us on Instagram at allbasiscovered.pod and write us a review. That would be fab. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Alrighty, See you for the condiments. Oh, I can't wait. Bye. Bye. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.